0: (laughs) just here in my garage that's uh ty lopez by seth if you're wondering uh it's a great great meme song created after the uh, infamous ty lopez Uh, if you've done any research on any kind of internet marketing i'm sure you've been hit with one of his ads the lamborghini guy Uh, but he's one of my favorite marketers he's obnoxious but he's effective Okay, so selling digital services on Shopify. Now, not every store on Shopify has physical products. A lot of them sell services. Some of them sell travel packages, things like that. Now, you need to be careful when it comes to things like travel and other things because there may be restrictions on what payments you can accept. That doesn't mean you can't use Shopify, but you may need to find a payment processor that will accept travel booking payments and things like that because there's specific regulations around certain things like that but digital services or bookings or anything like that type of stores are excellent stores to start especially if it's your first store and i'll tell you why because they have little overhead there's no inventory you don't have to manage all these things and SKUs and keep track of where things are and have you know a massive warehouse to store these things you can literally operate out of a small office and work your way up through the chain, remarketing and adding new services and products all the time. Now, what are digital products and services? You're probably using some already and don't even realize it. So things like Spotify and Netflix, those are products. You're paying monthly and you're you're using them. Now not all products and services are netflix okay for example TurboTax is something you're going to need maybe once a year so that's a one-off product it's not really a subscription-based product but these types of of revenue models or business models where you sell services or some kind of software or something like that or even courses um, and information there's all types of formats for these uh digital products but they're excellent because once you make that product, unless something changes in the way that it needs to be updated, for the most part, that product can sell infinitely. You don't have to restock inventory and worry about all of that stuff. So, building yourself a digital product and service business first is almost the best segue into e commerce you can get because A, you're going to get the experience of e commerce, B, you don't have to manage your inventory, and C, it's it's really if you find the right niche and provide enough value it's a great way to make some money so if you're looking to get started with your first store i highly recommend just going something like that because that way you don't have to actually actually uh you know get so involved with it that it consumes you and you can spend more time learning how the business works how to find customers and all of the intricacies of e-commerce. And then once you have that down, then you can kind of start looking into other spaces and expanding out. I also recommend not having just one site, have multiple sites because it's the old saying, having all your eggs in one basket, have multiple sites and multiple niches providing value and keep track of that. Now, you can only manage so much, so don't spread yourself so thin that you know, you're know you managing five sites on your own. Grow the digital products and services or the first company. Get that built up and then hire yourself a staff and start building out these other businesses and assign a team. And doing that, you'll know right away which ones are the winners and which ones are the losers. You can kind of optimize that sort of like a funnel down the line. And as you get... A smaller and shorter list of businesses that you know you want to keep around you can focus on those and drive them and your winners will stick out right away you may only have one out of five or one out of two or three but you won't know if you don't try so you need the first one to work and that's why I highly recommend services because it's autonomous for the most part where you can make it autonomous and then the second you can try and get into a physical space um You know some of the some of the domains out there like apparel and you know electronics and consumer electronics and things like that are just saturated you're also going up against a much broader competition spectrum than you were you know in the last ten years on the internet so now Amazon's got the lion's share of traffic in commerce Um, so definitely expand out to those channels i would highly recommend that as well but um, when it comes to digital services you can can, if you are the the proprietor of your content there's nowhere else to get it so you have a product there's nowhere else to get and that's another great thing that's really rare today it's really hard for someone to have a product that no one else can get because everything comes from usual Uh, sources and it's fairly easy to either knock it off or copy it but if you build yourself a digital brand that provides content on a regular basis to your customers and, and give them value then you can definitely you know control the entire experience so from content creation to a sale to you know a return customer coming back for the next a product or a next service that you're putting out so i feel that digital products are definitely the way of the future i know ar and all those things are going to shape commerce as well um, files and various things that people need to operate i mean spreadsheets powerpoints there, there's so many things templates even shopify templates there's shopify apps those are you can have one of those built you know, contact us, we can build one for you if you want a theme, we can build one for you. And and you could have some recurring revenue right there for yourself. Um, There's tons of tons of ways to do this. And don't be afraid to you don't necessarily have to have a product or a, a piece of content either. You can sell other people's content, you can go and find affiliate networks and join them and then set your Shopify store up to lead generate to those sites. And collect revenue that way as well and then just market your site up a lot of people do that um so again they have no product they have no content they just find somebody that does that's willing to pay them to drive traffic and and that's their entire model now you don't need a shopify per se for that but you need some kind of content management system and for the most part a few clicks in you can have that up and running on shopify right away and you know less than 500 bucks i guess Which is a very small investment because you could easily grow this to, you know, 10 to 15, maybe 20K a month if you hustle and do the right thing. So definitely look into digital services. Okay, so multiple discounts. One of the things that drives me nuts with Shopify is the fact that you can't do multiple discounts on a single order. So, for example, a customer can't use two discount codes if they have a promotion for free shipping and also a promotion for 5% off or a buy one get one or whatever the promotion is, they can't use both of those discount codes at checkout. They can only use one and this makes things frustrating for someone that's trying to build marketing funnels because when you have things like you want to upsell or you want to motivate someone what you want to do is you want to get them to buy say maybe give them the bogo and then they buy two right and then uh but you know give them free shipping on orders of 60 dollars so you get them to buy one more thing and give them another promotion on, and basically stacking promotions is what this is called it's really difficult on shopify shopify plus doesn't matter um all across the board and i just feel like it's it's a simple thing and their api indicated that discount codes was an array which means that it would be many so i was assuming that there would be multiple discounts or you could apply them but there seems to be no way to do this now i could be wrong but i haven't found any way to achieve this and it's something a lot of my clients would benefit from because you know like i said you can have this tier funnel where they're moving up and up and up and you're upselling them to the point to the actual value of the order you want to get for your roi and your margins and your profits so that's my take on discount codes and using multiples in shopify So I'm on these Facebook groups and stuff for Shopify and I see a lot of people in there and these are probably people that are just starting out maybe their first e-commerce business and they're saying you know I started my store three four months ago check it out let me know what you think okay so and then in the comments there's a bunch of other people that don't have a store that kind of tell them all these things that they should fix and optimize and then every once in a while there's like a Someone will chime in and say, hey, uh, PM me or DM me and, uh, you know, I can help you get sales. And this is what's going on. And the problem with these these stores, nine times out of ten, is the design's horrible. The design's terrible and poor planned. Um, you know, a lot of people are just packing it in on the homepage and they don't realize nobody even comes there. Um, there's just a lot of stuff the images are out of scale there's obvious things and if they don't know these things are wrong on their site without at before they ask somebody the problem is then that they're not going to fix them they're not important to them you have to view your website like your retail space now imagine if you go into a a macy's or a, a nordstrom or something it's very organized very organized and efficient and laid out the way that you would shop seems like everything's right where it should be the bathrooms and things that's not a mistake that's a design everything's squared and and nice curves and things like that now if you go into somewhere that's maybe less profitable or maybe they're charitable uh, like a Goodwill or Salvation Army they don't care and it's not really their fault I mean they're just they don't have to care you know they're not marketing or selling it as much but when you're trying to sell products online you have to be a Macy's. You have to be a Nordstrom. So having a good, solid design, and by design, I mean the flow, the people that people are going to flow through your site and mine before you even build your site, or maybe after if you're trying to figure out you know, how it looks, before you even send somebody to it, it should be clear right away when I get there, whatever link you're sending me, what you're selling, the price point, and how do I sign up or buy it or whatever it is second thing is everything should be you know square equidistant all that stuff margins etc consistent typeface beautiful you know color scheme beautiful uh do color theory do research a lot of these people aren't designers and they're in over their heads so that's why shopify experts exist now and there's quite a few of them out there that aren't very good um i I don't know what they're doing but i've seen some really bad stuff but there's some really good ones out there too and we are one of them of course but um you know self-promotion but there's definitely an art to this but getting the right getting it right you'll know it right away once you do because um it, it will start to convert but these people are building these sites and you know 2 3 months in they throw in the towel because nobody comes to it it takes i mean how long did microsoft take you know to to get to where it's at i mean it's it's a journey business is a journey and that's the biggest problem is people quit their job and they want to set up a, a shopify site and they're like okay this is my income you can't do that you have to you have to make a dollar you have to and then you have to do it again you have to find a way to keep doing that so um keep that in mind when you're if you're one of these people that's just starting out and you're not getting sales or you wonder what's wrong with the site and stuff look at it yourself i mean seriously look at it they they think someone else is going to come in with the the magic wand and tell them all these things are wrong and if you correct them millions of dollars in traffic is going to come to your site no And, and maybe they're just trying to get the opinion of someone but if they looked at it and they really looked at it and they really thought about what that person's trying to do on their website, they would know right away the problems with these websites. Um, they're cluttered. They're putting timers on there. They've got pop-ups everywhere. Uh, the images are all misaligned. If this is you, call us. We can fix it. Uh, you know they've got 46 JavaScript errors. You know we've got a meme out there on Facebook that says your site has 300. 22 javascript errors but it's none of my business and it has kermit drinking the tea you know so it's it's very common and it's it's not your fault this stuff's difficult there's a lot of stuff you have to pay attention to there's a lot of stuff to consume and if you don't do it right it can get really expensive because it costs a lot to start over but for the most part nobody's thinking about the customer they just put up the site they put up the the products in the catalog got home catalog or shop or whatever and the rest of their menu the about us nobody uh, I, i i can't really have anybody comment on these i don't think these podcasts but i would love to know how many people actually go to the about us or the our story on a website because i see that up in the top menu all the time and i have a feeling hardly anybody goes to it if it's not a video they don't read it um That's just honest. So I don't know why those are prioritized. Uh, You know, categories should be specific. You need to figure out your top main categories of what you sell and then get those figured out and then break it down into subcategories, subcollections, and make it very easy to shop. shop. If you sell apparel, make it so that the customer can put in their dimensions that they want to shop for and they can only see the products in those sizes colorways and styles that are available and have inventory. You know, think about the customer. The customer is online for a couple of reasons. Well, maybe they work online or they're, they're a technical person or something, but most of the time people are shopping online because they want something quick. They don't want to go in a store. They don't want to stand in a line. That's where you come in. That's what makes online sales great because you're selling convenience that's where your profit lies. You might be a couple dollars more than up the road, but the convenience of having it right there at your fingertips and then in your mailbox quickly is worth a lot to a customer. So, keep that in mind. You're not really selling a product cuz the customer can go get most of these products that most people are selling anywhere unless you're, you know, a sole vendor of your product or something, which <clears throat> I talk about in other podcasts, I highly recommend being, but most people aren't, they're reselling stuff, and this stuff's available everywhere, the only reason I'm going to buy it from you versus up the road, is you save me the trip, you save me the time, so you keep that in mind, don't sell products, sell convenience, if the product's not unique, you have to sell it based on convenience, so, you know, free three-day shipping, it's only two dollars more in the store, and, uh, you know, that's that and make sure and get it there and give them a coupon for their next purchase. You know, reciprocate orders, things like that. We'll talk about that in later podcasts. Thanks everybody. You know, I get a lot of questions about influencer marketing, like what is influencer marketing, and how does it work, and is it right for me, and, you know, Tim, how can I implement this in in my Shopify or, you know, on social media? Influencer marketing, okay. First of all, WTF influencer marketing, right? So influencer marketing is where these uh, established people or brands on social media have millions of followers usually. Uh, kim kardashian really probably pioneered this whole thing but will promote products on their instagram or on their facebook and whether or not you can also boost those posts with ads which is common which is usually what's happening so they get a this is nothing new influencer marketing has been going on forever if you think about it you know they've had celebrities endorsing nike and things for years so that was influencer marketing it's influencer marketing at its core is someone who's influential, usually related to the space, that can influence a market to make a buying decision and buy from you. Ultimately, that's what the goal is. Does it work? Uh, the question of does it work, It. the answer is yes. It does work, but only for very large brands. It does not work for small brands. There's no magic bullet that you're just going to send your products to a person that has hundreds of thousands of followers and they're going to magically be able to get people to come to your site and get sales now you may get some sales but usually the cost of this is pretty high and it's going to offset any sales that you generate from it so does influencer marketing work not for everyone and in order to figure out if it works for you you need to uh evaluate the market, the people you're trying to target and what you're selling and how you're selling it and who the influencer is and you know how much clout they have in that space. Now the problem with influencer marketing is that people look at follow counts and just say, oh, they're an influencer. But they fail to understand Instagram is a fairly new platform. Early on in the early stages it was easy to create bot accounts and do follow algorithms and things with programming and and very you could buy likes buy followers etc and instagram knew this was happening and they let it happen because it was driving engagement and that engagement is what they were after all along that's what built up their valuation now once facebook purchased instagram it became a more serious platform and once that happened uh you know it They tightened up the reins a little bit on the things that you can and can't do with the platform. And this includes, you know, having fake accounts, verified accounts. You see that now with the blue check, Um, all the various things that they've changed to kind of persuade people to get real followers. They've even been talking about removing the follower counts and, uh, you know, following in the post counts, taking down the scoreboard, so to speak from YouTube and all these social sites because it's driving decisions that shouldn't be driven off of these numbers. So keep that in mind when you're looking at these numbers, that a lot of this is from accounts that have existed from pre-regulation and have just been allowed to operate in that, that space. So they built up thousands of followers when it was easy. And now they're basically trying to leverage those followers to say, hey, I'm an influencer so influencer marketing can work if it's strategic but most people if they're operating on a shopify commerce platform aren't going to have the budget to leverage social media um that way i would recommend doing paid search ads and facebook ads and instagram ads before even considering influencer marketing um you know there is some exceptions to this like if I have a client that sells surf gear, for example, and Ben Thoward is one of their ambassadors. Now, if you could get Ben Thoward to uh, you know, endorse that product, of course, that's specific influencer marketing. But again, you would have to do a cost analysis to make sure that the cost of that was going to actually turn into dollars for your business. Because if not, you're just doing it for PR. And you can do that if you just want to get PR. But I highly suggest avoiding influencer marketing if you're just getting started or even considering it because it's one of those things where it's not, you know, even before the buzzword came out of influencer marketing, people were doing this on YouTube. It was known as paid reviews. So people would send products to YouTube people or even just people that want to get on YouTube and review and uh, they would review it and tell you what they liked and what they don't. They still do this today. That's influencer marketing. And after a while they start getting influential in one space if you notice a lot of these people operate in a single niche like electronics or software or something like that that they're reviewing and that's because they're they're trying to craft a brand they again digital services and content i talked about that earlier um it's content is king and marketing is queen and she runs the house so you know get your content and forget about influencers right now it's not like the rocks gonna endorse your, your dietary supplement or something tomorrow so <clears throat> you'll know when you the time is right for that kind of stuff in your business um, but right now it's just it's easy to get caught up in these you know internet marketing traps and things of people trying to sell you the, the magic bullet but the reality of it is it just takes hard work hard work and dedication. And consistency and attention to detail and focus is really what's gonna get you through. Shopify is just the conduit. Shopify is not a magic bullet either. It's not gonna just, you're gonna open a store and it's just gonna be your business. What you do with Shopify is what's gonna matter. You know, a great artist can do amazing things no matter the tool, but Shopify is just a really great paintbrush, you know. So if you think about it in that way, how you paint your masterpiece is up to you. Shopify's just giving you the canvas and the audience. So keep that in mind. That's all I have for influencer marketing. Have a great weekend, everybody.